from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Melissa Tennant Repsinski joining us, the owner of Branch Discoveries LLC from Coldwater, Michigan. Welcome to the show today. How are you? Doing great. Thank you, Jill, for having me. And well, it's exciting to have you here. I mean, I know you help so many people discover their family, their background, their history, and to learn more about their genealogy. So please start off by introducing yourself. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, I'm Melissa Tennant Repsinski, and I have worked in the genealogical field for more than 20 years. Um, I actually was a genealogical librarian for those 20 years, where I um, my last employer was actually the Genealogy Center at the Allen County Public Library in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is the second largest genealogical collection in the United States. So I helped researchers from all over the United States um, variety of topics, variety of locales, and doing their family history research. And so um, from there, I have learned more about digital projects, the importance of family history and its impact on people. And so I now have started my own business mm-hmm. um, thanks to that. Oh, and for me, it, it really is, the thing with the business is mm-hmm. I just... Everyone has a story, and every family was a part of their community, and it's our personal history. What came before is our beginning, and I wanted people to be able to connect to their past so they can continue their family story, and I find the hunt for the records and details fascinating from my first time working in the genealogy library. And by analyzing the information, you can learn so much about the ancestors. And I feel like there has never been a better time to learn more about your family history. There's such a wealth of information that's becoming more and more easily accessible for those interested. And yet at the same time, it's too much information and can be overwhelming for those who are not familiar with all these resources. So I feel with the knowledge and skills that I've acquired over the last 20 years as a genealogical librarian that I developed all these knowledge and skills that I can assist people in this process and helping them find their personal family history. So, Wow. And tell me a little about yourself, where you're from, what brought you into this field? <laughs> I um, actually, I am from uh, Florida. I was native born and uh when I was down there, I um, was in library school getting my master's, and I started working part-time in the history and genealogy department at the local library, and um, I just fell in love with the research. I fell in love with those interactions with people because you are just the wonder of discovery that happens with people and how deeply personal it is for them at times and just being a part of that. Um, so when I completed my degree, I was debating what I was going to do moving forward, and my mentor at the time advised me to take a job as a generalist librarian um, because he had said that um, that would be better for me than as, as a specialist remaining in genealogy because it would make me more well-rounded, I would have more experience in multiple projects, which then would make me more marketable. Um, to be promoted into specialty positions. And it was a really great piece of advice. I followed it. Um, 
And in less than three years, I actually was managing the department that I had worked at as a part-timer while in grad school. Um, I eventually left that job that was in Tampa, Florida. Um, I left that job in 2007. I was running that collection, and I moved to the genealogy center at the Allen County Public Library. Um, started as a genealogy librarian and worked my way up to genealogy services manager when I left um, this past fall Wow! to start my business. Wow, amazing, amazing. Well, let me ask you now, you've been doing this for quite some time. Clearly, you love what you do. And um, let's get to specifics, if you don't mind, a little bit. Uh, Melissa, would love to hear more, um, you know, about your consultations, your research, and your education as well. Sure. Um, So, trying to think of what um, people who are just either dabbling in genealogy, they've seen the commercials, they're interested to those who have really complex questions. Um, Because working at the library, I had such experience with that wide variety of customers. Um, Because of that, I sort of had the sense of what people need um, when they are doing their research. And so with the consultations, it's whatever your question is, whether it's just how to get started to I have this extremely complex research query. Um, I want to be able to walk people through the process or just advise them if that's what they're interested in. For those who really want to do it themselves, I want to offer them that opportunity where I'll even come to a library and be like their personal assistant to help them with their research. Um, but then um, I also wanted to offer for those who have no interest in actually doing the research, but Um, They want to get their grandchildren into a lineage society, or they want someone to write their family history. I want to be able to offer that as well to them. Um, I'm very well connected with the Midwest African American Genealogical Institute, which is called Maggie. Um, Every year, they have a a week um, institute where you learn different aspects of African American genealogical research. And so through my years, Um, working in Tampa and then in Allen County, I um, became very specialized in African-American research, and so I'm one of the um, people who do instruction with that group. So um, being able to do just a wide swath of research for people. And then education, because I did so much programming, offering sessions, and seminars at the library, I firmly believe in the educational component. Um, Branch Discoveries has a blog um, with different topics of what's going on in family history, but um, one part of the blog that I'm really proud of is called Search Local. Mm-hmm. It's the concept of there's so many libraries and archives that people don't realize have free digital content for you to use. So if you're researching someone... Um, say, in Akron, Ohio, there is actually just a wealth of information available for free from the local public library there. And so Search Local, I cover um, the libraries and archives in Ohio, Indiana, um, and Michigan, um, in which I'm just, it's just free sites for you to use. Um, I'm also going to be releasing educational videos very soon um, to help people with furthering their research on different topics. Um, And I just feel very strongly about that component of just continually offering education for people to learn um, how they can 
do the research that they want, or otherwise they can hire someone like me to do the research for them. Wow, amazing work that you do. And could you, would you mind sharing some examples of some of the people you've helped out? Tell us some stories of clients that turned out to be like fascinated by this. Um, one I have is actually um, one that I started to search and it just, it, it blew me away. Um, so because I specialize in African-American, I also specialize in Southern records, Midwest records, and so forth. But um, because of that experience, it's a very unique experience. And so I regularly have people who ask me to help them find um, slaveholders or determine if their ancestor was enslaved or a free person of color. So um, I have one client who it just, was remarkable doing the research and discovering that her direct ancestor had been um, interviewed through the um, WPA um, in the 1930s when they did the Slave Narratives Project where they interviewed former slaves um, and they had the transcripts of those interviews. And so her direct ancestor actually had been interviewed. And so there's all kinds of details um, describing the conditions, describing the family, naming the slaveholder. Um, That's a rarity to find it that in that format. There's other ways to find it. But to see her words and her describing, um, like, her and her brother and the food they ate and so forth, um, it's just so interesting. And so that was extremely emotional, um, providing that to my client and to her 93-year-old grandmother um, who remembered this family member. Well, then on top of that, this was that further rarity. There is just a very minimal amount of individuals who during that project who were interviewed were also photographed, and this was one of those people. So I was actually able to provide the client not only the narrative in her ancestors' words of her experience as a slave, the photograph of her in the 1930s, sitting on her front porch in Alabama when she had been interviewed by this person. Yeah. And just, it was so emotional, just so emotional. And I just, I love being a part of that. Yeah, that's And being able to experience that and see the reaction from the people. Um, And the 93-year-old grandmother keeps saying she wants to know more because she is planning to make a trip because I've, like, um, actually given her different addresses of where the family lived in Alabama in Georgia, and so she actually wants her family members to take her on a trip so she can see the places where her family had lived. Wow, that is amazing that you could connect people like that to their ancestors and yeah. their lineage, and that's amazing. And wow, at this time, we do have to take a quick commercial break, and what we're going to do is get your contact information. Uh, so would you mind, again, sharing the best form and all forms of contact with us before we continue? Sure. Um, best way to reach me is actually through my website, branchdiscoveries.com. Um, otherwise, email me at melissa at branchdiscoveries.com. Um, and if I 
get your email and get your comments. Um, I will definitely contact you to discuss whatever your needs are or your queries. Beautiful. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Did I just sense you say that you were tired of being stuck in your head, loathing your job, or having relationship woes? <laughs> I'm Naomi's Light, spiritual healer at Delectable 77, where I can help you learn how to heal yourself from the inside out. With the use of energetic healing, meditation, my knowledge of herbs for life, and so much more. Stop pondering your life purpose and head on over to Delectable 77 and schedule your 15-minute free consultation towards your spiritual freedom. Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, online radio box, and simple radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcast on the go, and don't miss a minute of the action. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. Yes, it's all about branchdiscoveries.com. Everyone does have a unique story and they can help and assist you with learning more about your family, learning more about their stories and your history. And maybe you're confused by all the results found on a family history website. Has that happened to you? Uh, Maybe you need assistance reviewing a document. Maybe you want someone to review your research and make recommendations or confirm your findings. Maybe you're interested in applying to a lineage society. Maybe you need a handwritten document or family audio file transcribed. Well, welcome back here to branchdiscoveries.com. We're talking here with the owner uh, in regards to how she's helping people unearth and uh, rediscover themselves. She's based out of Coldwater, Michigan, but Melissa can work with you anywhere around the world. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Jill. You're welcome. Um, What else about your work and services would you like to share? Um. It really is. I'm still expanding. Um, I want people who uh, need something pulled from a local library archive, a courthouse, or any other repositories in um, the Midwest, in Indiana, Ohio, Michigan. I can go and do that type of um, research for you. Um, all the stuff with the real ID where people had to be able to prove name changes and such, um, you might not be able to actually go and get those records. Like that was, that's something that I can do, um, to get the type of information from a courthouse, um, trying to trace property records. Um, I heard recently from someone that they were disappointed that, um, those, the old title abstracts no longer exist where, you used to, when you purchased a house, 
you used to get those title abstracts that told you like the entire history of your property. And it included not only all the deeds of who had purchased your property previously and how the property had been subdivided, but it had like the wills of people like inheriting that property through the generations. And um, so I had someone recently mention to me like, I wish they still did that. Like, is that something you can do? And I was like, absolutely. Can still like retrace those steps of how that land was divided. People have all kinds of um, interests. It's not just about their family histories. It's also about their communities. Um, and so it really is um, just ever expanding what you can do with genealogy. Because the community, the societal effects that surround individuals, that impacts them. And so that all falls into the same scope with the family history research. Amazing. What else? Did you uncover anything special about you and your family? Oh, (laughs) Um, I have. um, I have been... um, For what I had known growing up, my family had been in this one region of West Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, And I remember as a child, like, sitting in church with my grandmother, and she would point different people out and explain to me how they were related to me, because somehow everyone was related to me. And because I was living down in Tampa, Florida, which is more suburban than this extreme remote region of West Virginia, um, it it didn't make sense to me. How am I sitting in a church with all these people who are supposedly related to me? Um, and so as a child, it didn't click in my head because it didn't make sense to what I knew as like societal norm <laughs> um, in my everyday life. And so come to find out, my grandmother was correct. Um, my family had been uh, one of the original settlers for that area in West Virginia. Um there's actually a graveyard um, with my Revolutionary War ancestor um, where he's buried along with his sons um, who actually fought in the War of 1812. And so just in one family cemetery, just to have all, like, these are the people who formed our nation. Mm-hmm. And they're just all right here. And, oh, my, they I actually came from them. Um, it's just, it's fascinating. And so on the opposite hand, my husband is, um, from a family that is more, uh, like 20th century immigrant families. So for him, it's fascinating to go see stuff with my family because he doesn't have anyone who goes back (laughs) to, um, the beginning and the formation of the United States. And whereas for me, I have jealousy when researching his family because of this, the uniqueness of the um, immigration patterns of um, his family's Polish. And so the whole immigration patterns with the Polish family um, and the idea of the Polish communities that established themselves along the Midwest and how interconnected and how we now learn about those communities and how... Um, those communities were self-reliant, and so uh, they used um, the same midwife. So you would find, like, 
multiple family members and say midwife is listed on birth records and it's like the realization of how inclusive they were when they first came over the United States before they started branching out and becoming more Americanized sort of say. Um, so uh, the fact that me and my husband's families, just the differences when looking at where our families came from, it, it's just fascinating. Yep. Well, let me also ask you, um, you know, you've been doing this for quite some time, helping so many people. What about, have you ever reunited like siblings from afar, you know, that didn't realize they had another brother or mother or cousin? <laughs> Um, not to that extent. I had two, um, individuals who they, um, they knew they were related. They knew that they were, um, siblings, but they had been, um, separated at birth. And so they were actually trying to find their, um, father and their grandfather. And because of the separation at birth, they each had pieces of the family lore, but like they couldn't put it together and so I worked with them and um the struggle had been uh that their father actually um had been taken in by another family as well so like trying to determine who their grandfather really was and it took a while it was just just finding out the different pieces they both had and Finally, we were able to find their actual, um, their paternal grandfather, um, and we were able to actually put the story together about how he had taken on this other family's name, Um, and I remember when we found, like, the two records that finally connected it together, um, the sister, and I was working at the library at the time, the sister stood up in the middle of the library and she was like just doing like this happy dance and then she was apologizing and it was like, no, 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 really, you're okay. This is what we do. (laughs) It's okay. Because she had, she had been searching like once again, it's that connection to know who you came from. And so she had been, they, they had found each other and now they wanted to find their father and find their father's father to, to try to find these connections because they had found each other, and they wanted to learn more about where they came from. And so I've had that experience, which is extremely beautiful. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, I, I had my, my son with a sperm donor, and he's only eight now, and I already found his father on do, doing, like, one of those at-home DNA kits. It is, it's exciting to know oh, that yeah. he, he's out there. I mean, he, he's a known donor anyway. He would be, but I haven't contacted him yet. But it was so exciting to, to trace it and be like, oh, my gosh, his father's not here. Wow, this is so cool. <laughs> I'm fascinated by it. And then I have a five, almost six-year-old who I've, you know, I'm, I had him with my friend, so we know who the father is, but he's still too 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 small to spit or to take a DNA sample from. We're waiting for him to get it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and DNA has just opened so many avenues to research, but a lot of people don't get, understand that you still have to connect um, as you're going further back in generations. You have to connect um, some of the actual research and, pa- and records with the DNA, because as you're going back for their generations, you have people sharing DNA. Um, 
So we've had people who um, discovered um, that they were not descendants from the family they thought they were. So somewhere in there, um, there had been um, a different uh, parent. <laughs> and so uh, when that happens, like you're trying to determine, you're looking at like the possibility of like this family has like three brothers, three males who possibly could be the father. And so that's when doing research to eliminate things like, well, this gentleman didn't, was never in this region at the time when this child was in conceived. And so like, it's this whole detective work that you're doing mm-hmm. um, to try to put it all together, all, all the little pieces of information that you get along the way. Wow, it's really amazing the work that you do and fascinating to bring such uh, closure and joy and uh, knowledge to people's lives. Um, we are just about out of time. We've got two minutes left in the show. What else did you want to share with our listeners before we do have to go? I just want to let people know, um, whatever your question is, don't, don't like be embarrassed. Don't think, oh, I should know this. Don't think... Um, I'm uncomfortable asking this. Um, I don't want to reveal family secrets. If it's something pertaining to you and you feel at this point you're interested in knowing about it and you want to talk to someone, definitely contact us at Branch Discoveries because um, we are, the whole purpose of why we're here is to help people find their family history. That's our entire intent. Um, We have seen all kinds of situations. Um, I have seen all kinds of situations throughout my career. And um, for me, it's always about trying to help people find where they came from. And for some people, those connections can actually impact you so emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so that is such yeah. a big part of what we do. We firmly believe in that and want to help people with it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here, for joining us. And let's just remind our listeners how we can reach you. It's branchdiscoveries.com. Again, for consultations, research, education. She's here really helping people discover their family history and genealogy and so much more. Um, Do you want to share a phone number as well before we go? Or any social media pages possibly for our listeners to reach out to you on? Um, At this time, uh, we'll stick with the phone number. Perfect. Um, The phone number is... 517-858-9433. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure having you here again and looking forward to the next time we do connect. Thanks for all your insight and uh, we'll talk soon. Have a fantastic week. And to all of our listeners, thank you. Please stay tuned. More of the show is on the way. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well, I think he is. Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up. He is ready, right? Her car seat looks like the right size. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat, aren't there? Rear-facing, forward-facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. 
Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. I know my child's in the right car seat, or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.